Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome back to Live Your Personal Best. Get excited today for another solo episode. Today, talking all about when it's time to throw in the towel. Because watching the Olympics this past few weeks, I've been thinking in my head about my own experience with wanting to be on the national team of striving for the Olympics after many years and kind of when I knew it was time to quit. And then especially watching these Olympians now, these other athletes, you know, Simone Biles opened up this whole conversation of, you know, you don't have to always keep pushing, pushing, pushing. There's times when you need to draw back, when you need to say, actually, you know, this isn't serving me and almost just throw in the towel, so to speak. So I think that this is a great episode to have following last week's because last week's was checking in on your mid-year goals, seeing how you are progressing towards your goals. And, you know, there's sometimes to progress towards and there's sometimes that, you know, you need to take a break or stop them completely. So this is the other half of it and I hope that today's episode helps you out in some way. You got inspired from it to either know that you're on the right track or maybe it is time for a pivot or a break. So make sure you are subscribed if you aren't already. Takes two seconds, new episodes every week and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. So to get started, I wanted to backtrack about my own athletic career and what my Olympic dreams looked like because clearly I did not end up there and so it was a really big decision for me of when to quit and why I was quitting. So when I was in high school is when I was very serious about rowing. I had wanted to be on the national team, wanted to be going to the Olympics someday, but for rowing is usually later on in life. Usually no one goes when they're in high school or college, it's afterwards and so I knew with choosing a school that also had to be a big deciding factor. And so in high school, I had gone to a training camp in Oklahoma City. It's one of the Olympic training centers for rowing is in Oklahoma City. And I visited it and it was great. And I was like, this would be awesome that while I'm training in college, I'm also so close to the Olympic training center. I thought it was going to give me even more opportunities and so that was a huge deciding factor for me going to the University of Oklahoma is being able to have NCAA's division one and then also professional outside of that. So I started college there still really ambitious thinking that I was gonna get to the highest level. I had a rough freshman year but you know I was adjusting to a new team. I wasn't where I wanted to be, but I still had plenty of time. We came in second in our conference, so it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. And so then, as it progressed along, if you know anything about my journey, is when I started facing all of these physical issues of trying to maintain the proper weight to be a coxswain for the rowing team. I was now starting to see all these body changes and these mental changes, and I wasn't in a really good spot with my team or the coaches. So my sophomore year ended, still had this end sight, still had this end of I'm going to be on the national team, I'm going to try out for the Olympic team, so how can I best get there? And I was seriously considering transferring at that point. I was like, you know, 
if that's my big goal at the end of it, then the only way I'm going to get there is if I transfer. But I had to keep weighing all of these other circumstances of, you know, my boyfriend at the time, he was at the school I was at. All of my friends were already there. I had already had to move from Boston to middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, where I didn't know anyone. And then there wasn't a single school in a driving radius to OU that I could transfer to that had a good rowing team. It would require me to pick up and go somewhere else, another flight away. And so that was the first point where I had to be like, okay, how serious am I going to pursue this goal? And you know, sticking with the current team I was at, it didn't seem like a total loss. I was like, yes, it won't set me up for best case scenario. Like I'm not going to make the national team while I'm in college, but I'll still be trying hard individually now and then make the team afterwards because it's a team sport at the end of the day, but still I could be improving my skills one-on-one for when I got that chance. So then fast forward to my senior year, I'm pretty burnt out of rowing, but I had this huge, not accomplishment, I had this huge opportunity at the end of the year. So spring of my senior year, I was going to the Olympic Training Center in Chula Vista. So there's multiple Olympic Training Centers for rowing. The big ones are in Chula Vista and Princeton, New Jersey. So the one that I was at in Oklahoma City ended up not really having a lot of team members come. It ended up not being the boats that I was specializing in. And so this chance to go to a different one in Chula Vista was huge. And it was going to be one of the biggest races of my career. And I was pumped looking forward to it. I was like, you know, I'm going to be surrounded by these athletes who were on the national team already. I'm going to be surrounded by athletes that were the best in many different fields. And right before we were about to leave, You know, my parents were going to be coming to visit me there. My boyfriend, his family was all going to be coming to visit me there. It was my senior year, a few weeks before graduation. It was also my 22nd birthday. Like, there was just a lot going on, a lot to be excited about. And right before we go, my coaches sat me down. And there was, you know, just some things that they weren't happy about with me. Like, very non-important things of they just weren't happy with a few of my attitudes towards younger members, which I, you know, disagree with completely, but they sat me down and they go, we think that we're going to pull you from the race. But they didn't say, yeah, you're definitely not competing or, you know, like, make sure you don't do this again or else then you'll be pulled. They left it at this very vague, like, almost a threat of you better be on your best behavior. And so something that I had been looking forward to for so long now became this super stressful situation where I knew my parents were about to visit me there and I might not even be in a boat. I flew there and I was just worried about being on this best behavior that they're looking for. And it was hard because when you're in this Olympic training center, you know, I didn't have a car there. I didn't know anyone in the area. So you're just on campus. The only things that you're doing is practice and then eating with your team and then going to bed and then talking about practice and going twice a day every day. And it was just, I was stuck in this trap, it felt like. And, you know, when things are good, it might have been really exciting, you know, if I was in this place of, you know, I'm definitely going to be on the national team later and, you know, we're going to be winning this championship later. I would be, you know, over the moon maybe to be there. But, you know, in these times of struggle, it's like you really have to evaluate of, okay, do I want this? So training weeks go by, 
We're ready to come up on competition. Seemed like the coaches had completely forgot about this stressful situation that they put me in where they might have been pulling me. And I ended up competing in that race. And our boat did really well. It was as well as I could expect. We didn't win, but we beat some very high ranking teams. And I was very proud of that. But looking back at how I had got, how I needed to get there and all of the stress that that put me through, I was like, this is kind of a teaser of what it would be like then being on a national team. You know, like maybe the coach would be better and I'd have a better relationship with the teammates or, you know, a million other things could be somewhat different. But at least for my college career, I could look at the end and be like, okay, yes, you know, I feel trapped on this training campus right now, but this is only for two weeks. If I were to do that again, it would have been, okay, I'm moving here for an indefinite amount of time. I'm working towards this goal to the next four-year cycle, to the next world championships, right? It'd be a lot further away. And that's what ended up making the difference of me, you know, throwing in the towel and saying, I'm actually fine with my career ending now. And so I think that there's three different things that you kind of have to weigh when it's time to call it quits or if you know you're still going to work at it. So the first one is when you see that like there's no period when this is going to change because there are some things that you know like they suck when you're going through it but it's just a small fraction of the time it's just a small area of like you know for my book for instance you know right now it's like deadline after deadline after deadline but it's not like you know my whole life and my whole career is like that now it's just this period of two months just like with the rowing Was I going to decide then, okay, I'm going to sign up for this for an indefinite period of time? Or am I okay with, you know, embracing the suck now because it's only for the next week? So I think you have to really evaluate of like, do you see a period when this is going to change? Or is this just the routine that you need to get into and you're not okay with that routine? Number two is knowing when to quit if it no longer feels like a personal choice. I think that a lot of things, you know, we go into it and we'll be excited and then we'll tell everyone around us and then everyone around us will be excited for us too and they start asking us about our goals. Oh, when are you going to be running that race? When are you doing this? And then all the pressure seems to come on. And so then if you change your mind, you almost feel like you can't. You're like, well, you know, I got to make my partner happy if I do this now. I have to make my parents happy. I already told them I was doing this. I already told them that I was committed. And it no longer feels like a personal choice because you don't want to seem like a failure. And I remember for so long, that was me too. Like looking back, I also wouldn't have competed all four years of college. You know, I think it's kind of standard that as an athlete, okay, you're a division one athlete in college, you're going to do it all four years unless you get an injury. And looking back, I was like, there's actually nothing that served me in that last year. Like, yes, it was a cool experience to then train at another center, but I don't think I enjoyed it at all. I don't think I got as much out of it as I had hoped. And so I was almost just staying on because I'm like, what would be the perception of me if I moved across the country for this goal, got so far that I was on scholarship, that I had the team, everything else, and then I just quit one year before the finish line. To me, I was like, I don't want to be seen as that person, but it wasn't coming from my choice. It wasn't like a personal choice of, yes, I really want to continue rowing. It was more the fear of the judgment. It was the fear of what it would look like. 
And so that's also another thing of like when to call it quits is if it no longer feels like it is your choice because it always is your choice. And then the last thing of when you know to call it quits is when you can no longer prioritize the things that matter most. There are some things that will always matter way more than any goal you're working towards. Your mental health, being able to work to make a living, being able to sleep an adequate amount being able to care for the people in your life. Like these are things that are just so important. And if you are so focused on one thing that's eating up so much energy that you can't even focus on your mental health, that you can't even focus on getting sleep, well, that's a huge red flag of this isn't gonna be serving you. This You might not even be able to get to that goal because you're not prioritizing these other things. And this is a conversation that is great that Simone Biles has kind of opened up the conversation to because it was like, you know, a lot of the criticism, they were like, well, you've made it now to the Olympics, you're in the final days and why why are you throwing in the towel now, right? Why are you quitting? A lot of people say that she's quitting and it's like her mental health matters so much more. Like if she wasn't taking care of her mental health now, then what would a gold medal matter if she has PTSD from it? Why would a gold medal matter if she was so upset at night and so down on herself and couldn't think clearly or went out there in a bad headspace and really injured herself permanently? Like, why would any gold medal trump any of that lifelong that she has to live with? And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, once again, it's always looking from the outside. You don't know what someone else will have to live with. So if what you're pursuing now is something like, okay, like I can live with this, you know, what I'm choosing for my goals, this is a personal choice, it's something that I'm happy with, and I can still prioritize other things in my life that's helping me, then yes, like you're going great. But if you start finding yourself in this rabbit hole of like, you know, I'm just doing this to please other people, and I'm no longer happy or caring for myself or doing the bare minimum of hygiene and self care and taking care of my health, like those are when you need to reevaluate. And so, For me, you know, I was looking at this Olympic dream and I was like, you know, this turned really quickly into something that I really enjoyed because when I wanted to go in high school, you know, I loved it and I enjoyed it and I was so excited to go to college so I could make a new team, right? I had more friends and more teammates and people all across the country and it was a really fun thing for me to do and then, you know, through time, I was like just toughing it out, just toughing it out and I almost got into the mindset of like counting down until this season was over so that way I could then start the next one and that wasn't how I wanted to live so at the end of my senior year I graduated I did finish out the season did whatever I needed to and then I was like you know I would be fine with never touching a boat again and I haven't it's been three years now so if you're interested more in my story and kind of the transition that I went from this Olympic training center where I did rowing 24-7 into being this everyday athlete I talk about it all in my book, which is coming out in September, Elite to Everyday Athlete. And then I also wanted to talk now about what to know if you do decide to call it quits. If you're like, you know, this this is really hitting home for me. I know that I need to throw in the towel. I need to start changing something up. It's really important to note that calling it quits on something does never equate to you being a failure. It's not that you failed at something or even that you are a quitter. It's just that other things might make more sense. 
Like when two people break up, we never say that they're quitting the relationship. We just say they weren't a good fit for each other. And I don't know why we don't talk about everything like that. Like if you stop doing something because it's not making you happy, you're not quitting. You're just now making room for something that will fit, that will work better in your life. So one, just do not make this into something of like, oh, I'm going to be this huge failure now. It does not equate. Number two is this doesn't have to be a permanent decision. And this is something that's taken me so many times of telling myself and repeating in the mirror of your decisions do not need to be permanent because I feel like a lot of the times we think that they're going to be, right? You've been working years towards this goal. And then you're like, you know what? I, I need to quit. I need to quit. So you quit. And then one month in, you know, you decide, okay, it actually wasn't quitting that I needed to do. It was just I needed a break. I just needed to step back for a month, take a little relaxation. And now I'm actually rejuvenized to go again. I realize why I miss it in my life. You can choose to pick up your goal again. Decisions are not permanent. Choices are never permanent. Goals are never permanent. Just remember that when you are beating yourself up or you're feeling bad about something, you might just need to throw in the towel. You might just need to pivot, whatever it may be. So I just hope that you know that wherever you're at, it is so normal and so okay. And I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure that you're subscribed. And if you liked this episode, please give it a shout out on Instagram. Just take a screenshot right now and you can tag me at liveyourpb. I'll come say hi, come say what's up. I love having you guys listen and have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.